You could tell a man about a distance travel. I'm a seeker of knowledge. I'm always, I'm a nerd. I always want to learn. And whenever you stop learning, you stop growing. And when you stop growing, you die. What up, what up, guys? It's your boy, Alu. Yeah, it's your boy, Ron. And we're the Amateur Builders. Welcome back to today's episode, guys. Um, Today's episode is going to be a little bit of a journey in terms of what the things that we've accomplished. It's like a milestone, like episode 10. So we just want to like look back at the last few nine episodes and just talk about what we learned and overall just see the whole journey, how the journey has been. Yeah, feel good, feel good. But like, shit just been like a really learning, like a life kind of learning lesson. Yeah. In terms of like managing productivity. So, yeah. you know. I still work retail, so having to come home late nights and then work on like our product, yeah, was a challenge. But it's been some sacrifices we have to make, like, especially for me too, because I work, like I said, I told you guys. For those who don't know, I work at a startup called Uvi, and sometimes it could be a little bit intensive in terms of like, the things we have that like we have certain deadlines we have to hit, yeah. and then trying to balance like working on your own project and like working. At a job, shit could be like it could be stressful at times, yeah. but you just gotta push through. Gotta push through sometimes, and just like I don't know when you just I want to save it at the end where we just like wrap it up and shit. But I think sometimes when you when you work in and then you know how you have like faith and you believe in yourself, yeah. Then you put that action in it. Remember, we always say like take action. Facts. Sometimes like the world and like the energy just come to you and shit happens like miracle happens yeah be like wow that's a fact yeah i always have the saying is like the the greatest production is the ones that you're able to take out of your mind and bring into reality Mm -hmm. so meaning like once you have an idea it doesn't really mean anything until you fully execute on it so that's been one of the big things that we're trying to preach on this podcast is just like if you have an idea that you have in your head or something that you've been like thinking about for a long time, sometimes it's just take a day out of your your week, just sit down and just start writing about the idea. Like right. what's your execution what's your execution plan to basically um execute the idea that you have in your head? Sometimes you just gotta take it out of your head and actually write it down in a physical space so you can have an actual place to like have a reference. Yeah, that helps. That helps. That's the first step. That's the first action you take is just to like write it down and like sometimes design it. Like, if you yeah, have design it too. Just like scratch, or, like write something on it or scramble something. Like, this is how the product might look, yeah. especially if it's a physical product. Facts. Like, yeah, man. Um, before so, we actually start going through this little journey that we had, let's just talk about the week. You know, yeah. this week has been a little bit interesting for me, at least. Um, it's been. Very tiring, I'm not gonna lie. I know I always say this on a podcast, but like yeah, it was a struggle tired. for me, bro. I'm not gonna lie. She was a struggle really for me this tired. week. I was tired, bro. Even right now, I literally had like three, four hours of sleep. But you gotta push through sometimes. Yeah. Um, but this week it was it was productive for the most part. I always try to make sure like I stay productive throughout the week. Um I had a couple of deadlines that I had to hit. On my job, I was able to do that, and 
it was certain things that I also set for myself for this podcast, especially for the prototype. So I wanted to finish at least version one of the prototype, mm-hmm. and that was basically done. And I think I'll, I'm definitely like at least proud of myself on that part because I actually like set certain goals. That shit was and good. Then, man. Yeah, that user flow was great. Yeah, yeah, and then it actually hit that. So how was your week? My shit was good, and like I think. I needed this day off. I'm off today, so like I needed to like just recoup. Cause Tuesday I was I didn't even sleep, um, and yesterday was pretty like just because I didn't sleep. I was like feeling unproductive. I yeah. was like lazy. So I think I needed today to just like get that rejuvenation. Right. So I mean, this week is like I finished. Uh, just let's uh, let's just do the updates now. So. I just finished the product landing page for the podcast. Uh, yeah, that was, was clean. I seen yeah. it like it was clean. That was pretty clean. I was helping um, with the alumni pages for the product, <laughs> and that boy Ron was overthinking that shit. I was yeah, like, I was... bro, <laughs> I'm like, bro, just do what you got to do. I'll probably yeah, touch yeah, it up because yeah. he don't really have like that much of a background like design. design like that. So he was trying to help out. But I was just like, bro, he was like, kept overthinking. I'm just like, bro, just do your thing, bro. I'll yeah. probably touch it up later on. But he did pretty good, though. Like, I'm not going to lie. It was pretty good. Yeah, um, but it was good, though. Was the week, productivity, great. Um, and, yeah, I'm just looking forward next week and getting more goals done. Facts. Anyways, so let's just go back into, let's, take, let's finally take that journey back. Let's talk about the first episode and how this even, the whole thing came about. So I remember it was literally like I was sleeping and then it was like what three, four AM in the night. Mm. And I literally just woke up and I just like I don't know what the fuck happened. Like it was just like ideas just cold sweat. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I was having mad ideas in my head and shit. And then for some reason I was just like, it would be interesting if you like go to like different industries and like try to build out products. Right. And I'm like, because I like doing different things. I like diversifying mm. myself. So I'm like this could test my skills at the same time and, I, and also help me learn a lot more things as we go throughout, like, building different things in different industries. Yeah. And the funny part about it is, like, we have no experience in any of these industries yeah. and we're just amateurs in it, yeah. but we still have, like, the confidence in ourselves and our abilities that we can actually go to these industries and actually build out a platform yeah. and products that actually solve issues in those industries. And our first round was, like, he was a little bit inquisitive, like he was just asking questions, like, "Hey, I don't know about it." But then when we like actually seen each other in person, then like I broke it down even more. He was like, "Yeah, that shit sounds dope." Yeah, that shit was fire though, cause yeah. like that's the thing though about learning, cause and that's me. Like I learned a lot of different. I like learning different topics, so it fit with me because like I don't know much about the oil and gas industry, right? Yeah. So why not try and just see what issues most stakeholders in that industry face yeah right and then build something for them what is a product or a service or just like something conceptual like yeah. you could just ideate like nah i think like if they have this like type of functionality in this pipeline it might be better like i don't know something yeah. like that it's just it's cool to like then no. go out and research and learn. Like, there's a saying that's like ignorance is bliss but at the same time it's like sometimes we're ignorant about certain things especially like in this particular topic that we're talking about, if we're going to different industries, right? Mm. You have no knowledge behind those things. You're able to see certain things in a Not different manner than the people who's actually yeah. working in, in that industry. So it's like, 
it was interesting to me. I'm just like, I like learning about different things. So it's like, why not actually like put yourself out there and actually build in public? Right. And a lot of times I feel like people tend to like reserve the things that they're doing and just do it in the background. Right. But I think it would be a lot more beneficial to a lot more people who look exactly like us too to see actually like two young black men going out of their way to actually build things and actually see a show that all oh, that this is actually possible. And we actually like getting there, we're getting close to it because we actually have um a platform like interview master, like you guys probably know. We're talking about it for the past, like two, the whole podcast episodes. has been just about that specific product, yeah, that specific like product. But now that we took that pivot, which we'll talk about a little bit in yeah. episode four when we go along our little journey, but that definitely was like. That's, that was the first industry, so yeah. that's our first industry. Facts. Uh, so let's talk about episode two. So episode two was, it was still very much introductory, yeah. right? It was like still talking about the industry, talking about uh, why we specifically chose that industry. Mm. Let's actually talk about why we went to that industry first. Because the reason why we went, we started leaning towards that industry was because like Ron was like, having like issues like interviewing, like interviewing. Issues, yeah. so that's how the interview master like the background the backstory for interview master ron was basically like having issues explaining himself um when he had interviews he couldn't like articulate like his experiences mm-hmm. from his resume and he would always call me like every yeah. single time like i'm like bro sometimes i'll be working yeah, i'm like bro, yo like, i'll still like go out of my way to like i'm like yo bro yeah. i won't probably just like yo bro just look at your resume use your resume to tell the reason why you're the best person for this um mm-hmm. for this position. And I feel like a lot of people don't necessarily do that. Because nah, a lot of people don't know how to prepare themselves for interviews. Because remember, I told you, I spoke with some people that I know. I was like, yo, how, just generally asking, yeah. like, how do you prepare for interviews? Most say the common, like, oh, I just research the company, the role. But for the most part, people just, like, I don't know how to just wing it. You or, just wing it is crazy. Like, and I... <laughs> And that's exactly why interview master is needed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why I, when I was just asking friends and stuff close, close yeah. in my network, it's like, I ain't allowed. This is why they, we probably building this project because people need it like that. Like They need that quick, like just practice sometimes too. Facts. So it was definitely needed. So let's talk about episode three. Mm-hmm. Episode three was, it was funny because we seen um, Google. So Google was doing something. Well, we at least doing. very similar to at least a feature that we was actually doing mm. and it was really interesting because it was like damn google is doing this shit yeah. already that's so how that you means... know that's how like certain things you gotta look at like that's when we know it was like solidified facts like, confirmed like nah this is like this is use case what's happening yeah especially because we're using ai and you know they have their own ai stuff, yeah so. and the thing is that their plat the 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 product of interview warm-up that doesn't have ai incorporated into it Oh, sure. Nah, so they just have like questions from the database and like a bunch of like databases, mm. and then they ask you questions and then you can respond to it, and that's pretty much it. And then the only thing they actually do is like look at the job terms. Mm. Like if you say certain job terms, for example, um, I'm a software engineer, I say um, I use Python as a programming mm. language. So it will look at Python and it will highlight them and be like, oh, use more of those languages, those terminologies mm. when you answering questions. But doesn't really like give you any sort of like feedback in terms of how you can actually improve your responses. Right. Okay. Yeah. I didn't even know it was not using. Yeah, it was not using AI. Um. And then we also talked about like AI war in terms of like which countries we thought was gonna oh, be yeah, like, the most successful. Oh yeah, we just had like a 
what was it called again? Ah, damn, I forgot the name they use. Like, basically, just like <laughs> just doing like a simulation of like what country would be dominant. It was Fact. pretty cool. Too. I said China. I'm like China is taking China, this over. Yeah, but they'll be the villain in this story, bro. It doesn't matter. The niggas is taking over, bro. I rather America because at least I know I'm I'm taking over other countries, not being taken over. That's true, but at the same time, I think we had like we took a little, we went on a little tangent because we were talking about how um in Africa, in terms of like if America wants to be like the prominent relation, mm. the prominent like. The prominent leader in like keeping like national relations with these African countries, mm. then they're gonna have to change their approach. And I was trying to tell you that China is already doing that. Like they're going there, actually talking to the country, and actually talking to like the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but I don't know what we settled on. I think we just was like, I was like China, bro. Yeah, I think it was just like China. I China would. I did agree though. I think China will be like a very big figure, but uh, I don't know if they'll win. I think we as like Americans, we don't know that much of like how influential we are. So I think once you have like that democracy, I feel like we do know how influential yeah, we are. I think bro. China's rogue. China has certain countries they mess with, but they countries like Russia sucks. Their technology is not great. They got great talent and people, but like they steal people. They just like China still. Tell me, bro, it's changing, bro. With the brick, with the brick alliance, a lot of these. Uh, but Brazil is what is in brick? Brazil is democracy and India. It's not about the. It's not even about like <laughs> the political. It's not about the political like laws that they indict in the country. But... It's about how they actually do like on a global scale, how they actually um, do business with each other. So it's like the way a lot of these countries are doing, like going about making actual business. Is not like in a sense where it's beneficial to America, so it's like that's where the like the narrative changes. But China is hard worse with than doing that. They give you the loans, and if you don't give them, you sign this contract. Strategically, what China it's does is fucked up, but yes. it's beneficial for them. That's what I'm trying to say. But for a lot of these countries, well, America is just with the corporations. Like that's their big issue. Like it's just American corporations going there, not necessarily dealing with China. What the government. We're dealing with Chinese government, and you know they wanna, they got their own agenda. You see what I'm saying? We're gonna regress, bro. We could go a little deep into this, but we're not gonna go a little too deep into yeah. this. This episode is not about that right now. So but, see, it was a good debate or yeah. discussion. That's why we did that. And let's talk about episode four. Episode four was um, that's when we took the pivot from Ace My Interview because that was like the beginning of Interview Master. So Ace My Interview was just a feature. Um, that we were building out and it was a good feature but it wasn't a product so that's when i went to an event um i was talking to an investor and he basically gave me a new insight in terms of like what we could build and that's when interview master came about and then we took the pivot on episode four Mm -hmm. all right let's do episode five episode five yeah it's my interview like we were still coming off of it but we wanted to just show the feature yeah. So we demoed it, and from if you guys didn't like hear episode four or the prior episodes, we it was basically where you would come to the website, uh, you would drop your resume into it, and yeah. then you would also drop uh, the job description that you were gonna be interviewed for. Yeah. And then from that, 
you can use a, our AI system. Our AI system will basically scan your resume, scan the job description, yeah. and then it will tell you like, okay, this is how, give you a common interview question for the role, and then say like, this is how you can use your resume. You worked at IBM, you did UX research, the role is UX research, and now you can say, oh, I interviewed stakeholders, blah, 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 blah. And it'll basically be something like that. Yeah, and for all like the new viewers, that demo sucked, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like, <laughs> it, bare was, bones. it was a lot, of, it was bare bone at the same time. Nah, it was like a lot of technical difficulties. I should have, yeah. like, in hindsight, I should have, like, tested it out before I actually came to the pod. Because I was, like, before I came to the pod, I was making a bunch of changes. And those changes definitely caused a lot of technical difficulties. Mm. Like, the, the, the responses that you was getting from the AI wasn't really good because I was playing around with the prompt, and the prompt was getting messed up. So it was giving, like, generic feedback. Mm-hmm. But the whole point of that demo was just like we was promising that we was gonna do it for like yeah. since we began since we started the podcast we was like oh we're gonna do a demo mm-hmm. and I wanted to be a man of my word and just be like and be sure. action based because yeah, we sure, said yeah. yeah we said we was gonna do it so we have to do it. Saying like just show it like if it sucks yeah it sucks. But at the same time too one thing that it did show is a proof of concept because mm-hmm. like it showed how it's supposed to work when it. Will, like work fully built, fully out, built like, out like obviously way better you will get the like, concept if you it. like like seen the See, demo yeah. yeah and i think we talked about we started talking more about like our competitors i think yeah. besides like um interview warm-up i think we just spoke a little bit in depth about like oh yeah so i think it was mentors so. collective i don't think yeah. they really like not, a, a competitor of kayaya i don't think they're also competitors but it was like other people who's doing something Kind of similar to what yeah, we was yeah. trying to build out that at that time, and I think like, in episode five too. What we was talking, we could say like even now I'm talking actually about it. Like those could be people, those could be like companies we partner with. Yes, so, so. especially Mentors Collective because yeah, they have like a large um, following of like mentors already. Mm-hmm. So and they do a lot of studies. I see. Yeah, like, so. it could just be a flip in terms of like oh. We had this platform where we students are utilizing there for yeah. student interviews, so we could use some of your mentors right. to to teach them with the interviews. Um, so let's move on to episode six. Episode six. Ah, right, so episode six was a little weird because Ron was in um was he in was in Guyana, Guyana right? Yeah, yeah. Guyana. and so we was prepping for um stakeholder meetings. So we had some stakeholder stakeholder meetings with um. Community faculty. So we had a couple of meetings. I think it was with um, Lehman College, mm-hmm. Gutman, LaGuardia, BMCC. It was a lot of, I'm not going to lie, it was a lot of CUNY schools. I think it was like five or six different CUNY schools. And <clears throat> having those conversations with those people was really good because one, we wanted to make sure that this was an actual problem that was actually occurring mm-hmm. and to see that. People at that level, especially with the faculties, can see like, oh yeah, this is actually an issue that a lot of students are facing. Mm-hmm. That give us one a, prof- a proof of concept because like, oh, this is actually something that we could solve. Right. And at the same time, we wanted to like pitch the idea to them and see like, oh, is this something that they could see students using, or is it something that they could see the school adopting? Mm-hmm. And both of those ans- uh, questions, I mean, both of those things was like yes they was like yes they they would see themselves using this and they could see students a lot of students actually meeting this mm-hmm. and from a business perspective we could also like this could be uh our enterprise route for like 
pricing. So we saw this as like, okay, we need like their approval if we want to like move into like a enterprise pay plan because colleges could pay for this. Yeah. And this could be a way we can monetize it too besides like charging students because, you know, students is broke. Yeah, facts. Because <laughs> like, I know when I was in school, <laughs> I, I would have had to scrape some money like, to pay for this. The only thing I paid for was like maybe check if that and I always cancel it every like I after, like, every semester. Chag? Like, Bro, Chegg was the right. shit, bro. I ain't gonna lie. When I was in college, bro, Chegg was the shit. Okay? Yeah, so that's that's how we saw it, though. Like, that's also why we interviewed them. So it yeah. was good. It was good, though. I feel like the same time, too, that should be the approach that everybody should take when you're mm. building a product. Mm. Don't just necessarily just go out there and start building a product. Like, you should, like, take your time, actually do some market research, and actually see if this is something that is an actual need. Like, in the market. Yeah, yeah. in the market. Because yes. a lot of times people just start building things. And there's no PMF, there's, nothing, yeah. there's no product market fit, so it's mm-hmm. like you just build something just to build it. Nobody's you gonna just, use it. It's just a hobby. It's just a hobby at this point. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's the right approach about going when you're building something. It's like go to the people who actually need this. Ask the like for us, we talk to students, talking to directors of student success. Those people actually mm-hmm. have yeah, who's facing the insight, the that, that problem on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, episode seven. Talk about episode seven. So we got feedback from them, um, and that's when we spoke about the feedback. So they told us, I think Yolanda was one. Yeah. She told us one. She was, I think, one of our first. She told us that. I think she was at CUNY Journalism. Yeah. So that's like a graduate school. Like, specifically, she told us about one of the competitors. So we also spoke a little bit more about some, which was one was called People Growth. Yeah. And that's where we realized that most, I think she said most CUNY colleges, or at least her school, use people grow for their alumni network so that's where they tap into like yeah. somebody that graduated i don't know in 2020 and yeah maybe ask them to come do like a keynote speak event or donate yeah. so we looked into them and that's where we said we could we just keep having these competitors because we keep speaking about it because we think like we could maybe do a partnership especially and i think it's good when there's competition there because it shows that there's a demand for it. So right. there's already people succeeding in right, that right, right. market. And at the same time, when we was looking at some of these competition, I was seeing a big hole in a lot of things that they was doing. I'm like, we could exploit this. And I think I use like a David and Goliath analogy where it's like the, these competitors are the Goliaths who are already established. Mm. And we basically the David, the underdog, and we right. need to basically identify how we could slay the giant. So we basically need to like find cherry picking things that they're not doing and incorporate the things that we're actually doing. So we already started doing that mm-hmm. in Interview Master. For example, for BMOC, the only thing they do is just resume building. Mm-hmm. And that's just it. And on our platform, we're doing more than just resume building. We're mm-hmm. actually allowing students to practice the interview questions and actually get more feedback with the AI. At the same time, we also have a network effect where we bring the alumni aspect of it into it. So we have the competitive that competitive edge over VMOC mm-hmm. with uh, people growth. They have too many things they're doing at once. It's mm-hmm. like it's, I was looking at the dashboard. Like some of the things they do is good, but it's too many things. It's like a lot of students don't necessarily need all of those things. So they're trying to hate too many things at once. Yeah. And I felt like we're, we're differentiating ourselves from theirs. Like we just niching ourselves down to just the interview aspect of it. Interview, yeah. yeah. Communication. Communication. And then personal development. And yeah. just having, like, besides having an AI system, we 
aren't having like a human relationship. Yeah, exactly. That's that. important too, especially for like that professional world. You need mm-hmm. to be able to communicate with a human at the right. end of the day. Right. And with big interview, what they basically do is something I would say big interview would be like the biggest competitor for us because mm-hmm. they actually do a lot of things that we do. So they the way they go about doing practicing is not with an AI, it's with like a course. So you would take like a course oh. and then you would watch the video and then I guess you will learn how to become better with interviews by watching those videos and then I think they're asking mm-hmm. questions. Mm-hmm. But I think our approach is a little bit more engaging and a little bit more, um, I would say, practical in a way. Yeah, because then you say like, if I have like some type of diet question, like if I'm practicing with a person, right? Yeah. And I have like a question that's at the top of my head, like, but what if I you can't yeah. technically do that in the course? You like, can't do you that in the course. Go hit a chat bot. Yeah. Email them like, hey, in course exactly. one, the like, session two, it's too much. Yeah, it's too much. Like it's weird. Like yeah. So I think that's one of the different ways we differentiate ourselves from uh those three competitors. Ah, right, so episode eight. Mm-hmm. Episode eight, I think it was like it was really quick because like we didn't have that much to really talk about, and then. Ron finally yeah, came, I back. came back from yeah. vacation. So some of our goals we didn't get to meet that much, but um, and I think like it was both burnt out because like, because yeah, sure. the week before that I was just like I was on the go because it, it was only me. I was just like I had to like just grind it out. Yeah. So I was just on a go. So it was like I had meetings. I feel like I had meetings that whole week, bro. <laughs> I was just going back to back to back to back to back. This is horrible, bro. I remember at IBM. I was just like, yo, why is this so many? Meeting, yeah. Like, I just want to work. That's I even told my supervisor my weed, like, yeah. She was like, "This is just like big corporation." Like, yeah, that's how it is, bro. <laughs> Literally. But yeah, um, but we did speak about what would be our next goals, like we usually do, and so I built out on Wix. So I kind of do the same as I do his kind of process for like building, designing, building apps. So. I just designed it in Figma first, just to get like that uh, concept. Yeah. Then I built it out on Wix. Like I'm not a developer or as good as him, but <laughs> I just uh, thought it'll be that way, better that way, so I could reference it and like, yeah. see it more visually. And I think it's just something that we needed up because yeah, just something quick at least because yeah. I just I just don't have the time right now to just code out another website because like the focus right now is just like product. part of the the product interview master. So we just our all like the whole focus on that yeah. and doing episode eight i actually talked about the interview master landing page um i was able to design it and i called it out like over like i think in a day i think it was like i designed it on friday and then i think mm. saturday i coded it out real quick it was a simple basic like landing page so it wasn't that much to really like code out so it was real quick um i think that was that was pretty much it for episode eight yeah and then let's talk about the last week episode. Yeah, you know, that was a good episode. Last week episode was really good too. Yeah. Um, I was excited. Like he told me that he went to like this uh, investor meeting and stuff. And yeah. He met first, it's called like, No Pitch Event. Yeah, that was like actually it was like two episodes ago. You told me you met an investor, Charlie O'Donnell. Yeah. And then y'all talked, and then yeah. he invited you to the uh, meeting and stuff, and that was pretty cool. I was excited. Yeah. So. With the no pitch event one, that was really interesting because like, um, I thought he was actually stressing about like the the deck. Remember, right? Because I was thinking that oh, it's like you have to bring your deck to give you a pitch and stuff like that. But I come to realize I go in the meeting and it was virtual too, so I come to the meeting, 
And then it's no decks. He said no decks allowed because like it's gonna take too long for everybody to go. Yeah, yeah. It was like thirty people on the call, right. and he was like, "It's gonna take too long for everybody to like present their ideas." Okay. So you basically had to like just give an elevated talk pitch, about it, right? talk yeah. about like your your product, mm-hmm. and and it was a couple of people. For the most part, I think it was only like five or seven people who went. The rest of the people were just there to just like I guess Nothing. just look and just see what's actually mm-hmm. going on and stuff like that. Um, there was I think two or three companies that had some interesting ideas. I think we talked about yeah, it on the pod. One was with the music, right? Yeah, like, it's demo demo that pro. So yeah, yeah. yeah they're creating like a protocol to basically, um, I guess it's like giving like royalties, like mm-hmm. track royalties, something like, like royalty payments. I don't know exactly off the top of my head what it was doing, but. It was interesting at the time, and there was another one. It was funny. It was Napper. That one was like that. The concept of it was like, it seemed cool. It seems like I. <laughs> it's like I don't know. Like I just think, I think we it was like, if you just you would have to have capital, like because I don't know if you want to go into someone's house and just. Nap. I don't even think it was like houses. <laughs> I think it was like. Like hotels or something like that. Oh. But even then, it's like for two, three hours. Why would I yeah, go into a hotel sense. just like? Check. But like I said, no, I told you, like, bro, like think about when Airbnb came up. People were like, I'm not gonna rent my apartment out to this stranger. Like, it's weird. But Airbnb actually has a use case. It was like, yeah, if I want to travel, I want to stay. I so if you was an investor and like Brian Chesky came to you and like, I got this cool idea for. Air bed and mat, air bed and breakfast, or whatever. And what you do is you like put your your apartment on this platform, this website, and rent it out to people. Remember, like, no, I mean, there's a hotel. Yeah, because that, like, yeah, that's true. Like, <laughs> like hindsight, looking back at it, is like I could be like, oh yeah, I could see that. It'd be like yeah. successful and stuff. But like in the moment, yeah, it's like you're gonna be like, did. nah, it's gonna be like, oh yeah, nah, yeah maybe not it's not gonna that. work. But I don't know. Let's see if it Let's works. If... Shout out to you, bro. Like, because I don't see that's it working. But if it like, works, shout out to that's you. That's the thing. That's where great marketing come in. Like, he has that's to true. Have a great market to just be like. No. I think with this idea is more than just marketing, bro. Because it's like, if you if you really think about it, it will only be like big cities where mm-hmm. this would be needed, and for the most part, in big cities, a lot of these companies have like quiet places. I think we talked about this. Mm-hmm. So why would I spend, let's say, twenty, thirty dollars? To go to a place for like an hour just to take a nap. So I could just go to my office space and go to a quiet place where I could just take that nap. nap I don't have to right, spend any right. money. And I don't have to travel to go anywhere else. I could just stay right here in my office space. So it's like, I don't know if it's like I a real strong man. case for that. Let's see, like you said. But yeah, so after those people went, I was literally like the last person to go. Mm. It was like four or five minutes left. And I basically gave my pitch. I was like, Hey Charlie, my name is Alison Kamara. Yeah, I was living my in my office space. I was like in the oh, cubicle. Yeah, I was like, my name is Alison Kamara. Um, I'm the founder of Interview Master. My co-founder Ronell couldn't make it today, but our Interview Master we're building student interview skills with the help of AI and alumni. And immediately, he understood the pitch. It was a simple line, and he basically yeah, understood yeah. exactly. That's why I say like sometimes the is it slogan or what the company like? If you're describing your company like you to people, slogan, you need yeah. to have a simple thing, a capturing, a message, capturing right? message that people can understand your your product like this. Because if your product is like 
you have to say like 10, 20 sentences, and then people just like, I still don't oh, understand shit. what this is. But I just said like that simple sentence, and he immediately understood what we're doing. And I basically walk him through how we're actually doing it. I told him it was like a two-phase approach. Mm. First phase is practicing with the AI. I talked about what the AI is actually doing. And then I told him the second phase is actually bringing that human element into it. It's like actually making, connecting alumni, the colleges. And I was like, and I, I always think about why, in my head, I'm like, if I say alumni, why we talking alumni though? I think that's what people want to like know, like why alumni? Mm-hmm. And I give more insights into why we talking alumni. I was like, the reason why we're talking alumni is because if you think about the way colleges keep their relationship with alumni nowadays is only, and not nowadays, but like necessarily through how colleges and alumni keep their relations always been through a monetary sense. And we're trying to take a different approach and actually create a new and engaging way for colleges to keep their relations with their alumni by allowing their alumni to give back more than just money and give back the knowledge and experience. Right. He was like, yeah, I like this. Yeah. <laughs> he said, I yeah. like this. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah bro. Had me excited. I was like, like yeah. Cool. So if it's like a retired investor see value in this, then that means that what we're actually building has a lot of potential. Yeah. Yeah. It's valuable. Because remember from episode four, one, we've seen Google... Yeah, basically gave like a stamp of like yeah. this might be needed and like Facts. and what was that other company with the avatar? I don't think we mentioned that. Um, I think I have it. I think it's called Deep Mind. Deep Deep Brain. Deep Brain, something like that. Yeah, deep yeah. Deep Brain. So they have yeah, you go ahead. So they had like a three D avatar, and that's one of the yeah, the recruiters. recruiters. And sorry. So that was necessarily one of the things that we wanted to do is like a simulated interview with like a 3D avatar. Yeah. But I had a conversation with one of the guys. He was like, the technology's not there right now. It's too much latency. And it doesn't seem seamless when you actually talk to the AI avatar. It's like a lag. It's a lag. So, or when the avatar is there. But we, we had a conversation with... Um, Constian, I think that's how he said his name. Constian. So I went to an event on Thursday. It was a Techstars event. So Techstars, for those of you who don't know, is like a, I guess, accelerator or like it's an incubator. Accelerator. The accelerator. For investors. Yeah. And so we, I went over there and I was just, you know, I think we talked about it in the last episode. I was like, uh, I'm going to an event by myself for the first time. And mm. it was pretty cool. I was like, I guess... It was normal to me now. I felt like I'm I'm becoming a lot more comfortable going to places by myself right. and just like talking about uh, the idea, talking about myself. So I started talking to him, and he's basically a product manager. I forgot exactly what company he works for, but he manages a bunch of like developers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I was telling him about the idea, and he liked it, and he really liked it. So we set up another meeting today. And we basically gave him like a demo in terms of like what we're building, mm-hmm. and the feedback that he gave was really good. Yeah. Um, it gave us a new approach in terms of how we could build out Interview Master. I think we should cover that in the next episode. We're not gonna cover that in this episode because I think it's really good, and I think we should like dedicate like that that episode to just like going more in depth into what he actually taught us. Um, but he loved the 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 product like the designs that i did and mind you i did these designs like you know what three yeah. four days and it was like a whole dashboard that i built out and he said he liked it the flow was good um he said the user flow made sense to him so that's good that's like one person saying the user and he flow gave us sense. some great like he gave us another it's not really comp competitor but more like 
of an avenue where we could take. Maybe we should like. Save that's what I'm saying. Like we can save episode. that for the next episode. So it was pretty good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was like episode ten, and then I guess like wrap and it up. This is we finna wrap it up. <laughs> finna show that. I remember. I think yeah. first episode was like, yeah, we gonna talk about like my hair, bro. The progress like of the that. podcast based on like Ron's hair. So let me just get closer. See. I'm not gonna lie, shit getting, it's getting longer. Yeah, I don't know. I can't really show the back of it. But yeah. For those of you who just listening, Ron just went up to um, the camera to show like the progress. Yeah. Man, I'm on it. I want it to get like a little under my ear, and then I think I'll be all right. I won't really care after this. Yeah. I'm about to twist my I'm about to twist my hair too, so. Man, I like this shit. I want to just see how far I can get, so. You should lock it in. I don't know, locking it. I'm gonna lock my hair. I'm not gonna lie. I'll think about it. Once I see hair grow, when I see it growing, I might think like that's what everybody says, bro. Once you like your hair gets to like a decent size, yeah. I'm telling you gonna want to lock it. It look fine when you lock it. Yeah, we'll see. Just gotta keep keep at it. Yeah. Um. So let's just talk about. So Ron actually wrote down some questions here. He was like, "What has been the most difficult part of this whole experience?" Um. I think. Like time, having enough time, because for me, when I have like my whole day, I'm free. I allocate certain time. Like I put, I do. Um, I forgot what they call it, but like some type of technique where you just um do one hour full productivity, like full working, like no distractions, and the next like let's say thirty minutes, you just take a break. I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Exactly. I forgot the name of it. Um, and I found myself, I'm like good at that, so. When I have the whole day, I would basically do that for, let's say, five hours or so. And then, but just knowing that I have work, I have, like, other things I do. I have my newsletter I write. Yeah. And check out the newsletter. It's cool. What? Yeah, the Marketing Memo. Yeah, check that out. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I have that. And then, uh, like, just work and still applying. And I did say I have a new job in August, so that also... One, I think hopefully it's gonna free up more time for me because working in these, I realize working in big corporations, even though it's annoying to like have the meetings, sometimes it's like you get out early once you're working. You have a more of a set schedule. Yeah, like I have to set schedule too. Your weekends off. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that for sure. So I could put time towards that because that was the difficult part, right? Yeah. Um, the most difficult part for me was, I guess it would be. Along the lines of what Ron said, is like allocating time. I think mm-hmm. time has been like a, a big factor, especially when doing multiple things at once. When you have a job and you're trying to build your own thing on the side, the time is like, that's where it becomes very tricky. It's like, because you don't want to like burn yourself out because I've yeah, done that multiple times. And it's like, no but at the same time, it's like, I feel real passionate about this. So it's like, I'm going to have to just find the time. I just have to make the time. Mm-hmm. So, time's definitely been the most difficult part about this. I think for the most part, like, all the things that we've been doing been really, like, a good learning experience. Because it's, like, when you talk about, like, setting up meetings. And I think, like, working at a startup actually, like, um, but being, like, like, a startup actually helped me become better at doing some of these things already. Because, like, being at a startup, you have to do multiple things mm-hmm. that's out of your comfort zone. So it was like, I felt like it helped me prepare for these things, like setting up meetings with like stakeholders, 
those kind of things I became comfortable doing that because like I must start up I wouldn't necessarily go out I yeah. wouldn't be the one doing it, but I would have to be on those kind of calls. Mm-hmm. So I was like comfortable already doing those things. So it wasn't you, really. You got like you taught me actually about how to like reach out. So you helped me compose like emails. Yeah. How to actually have a professional approach because communicating one is what the product we build in, and yeah. two is just like it's good because once you know a particular headline to put in your email mm-hmm. to just get people to the open, hook, you have a hook. Yeah, it gets you into that. I guess you're in the door. You got to find something that's relatable. So yeah. when I was sending these emails, I was always leading with, um, one, I was talking about how this could be helpful for students. And at the same time, I was talking about how we're both CUNY alumni. So mm-hmm. it was like something that's relatable to all these people. It's like they all work at CUNY and they want to see like, you know, CUNY alumni succeeding or whatever. Um, Question two, you want to talk about question two? Yeah, so... It was where do you see the jobs and careers industry going with this product? And I think, I feel like this product is just like going to be beneficial for like the, the users we intend to make it for, which is our students for the most part. I yeah. think it's beneficial. I could speak to three of our like target audiences say for students. I think it's beneficial because it helps them, helps build uh, their communication skills. Yeah. Right? Helps make them more confident in their uh, experiences and skills. Mm-hmm. And that's needed in the professional workforce. Yeah. Uh, and then for alumni, it helps with just, let's say you're not this alumni who have a lot of money. And like, you know, you said like that some most schools will like look for donations or some type of monetary incentive. Yeah. I think just having this to just give back to their school, mm-hmm. that would be beneficial. And like, Maybe certain things we could gamify and have them receive badges to just show, to help them in their own career to just show, hey, like I taught 10, I have 10 mentees and I help them with their own profession. And that just shows leadership. Mm -hmm. That shows like, you know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Then um, the faculty is just for like the data. The data and to just show that this is why my school is the best. We have 90% of our graduate. Mm -hmm employed they make over 50k they pay down whatever that if they if we have enough like data and metrics like that yeah just to piggyback over what ron is saying is like i'd definitely see interview master um going with the industry like in the job market industry i think it's going to be being it's going to allow a bunch of students to graduate with a sense of confidence Mm. and determination in terms of like being able to go to some of these interviews and be be like yeah i've done this before mm-hmm. i already practiced this like practice make perfect so it's like a bunch of students going to be i think ready for the professional world and be able to actually articulate themselves well and actually be able to confidently speak as to why they're the best person for these um job that they're going for right. and i think it's going to be able to make them stand out from people who's not actually using this platform because if you look at the difference between someone who practice every day and someone who doesn't practice is a huge gap. Yeah. So I think that's where we could, I definitely see uh interview master Cut off. interview master um going with this industry. Yeah. And so question three, what are you excited about for the podcast? I was just excited about the journey, man. I think yeah. this podcast is like it's really good, especially like 
just like coming. I, like, I was telling Ron about this. I'm like, I be look. I look forward to coming to the podcast every mm-hmm. Thursdays and like talk about what I learned over the week, mm-hmm. what's been going on with the project that we're building. I just feel like I've been learning a lot, and I'm excited to see where this podcast go. And at the end of the day, like I think in the first podcast we said, this is not even about the money. It's just like the learning experience, just the journey yeah, for it. It's just, to build in public. Yeah, to just have build in public. And at the same time, it's like looking back at it, yeah. like when we like older, it's just like show like a whole trail of like what we did to become successful. Archive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nah, for sure. I feel the same way. And um, I'm kind of excited for like what will be the next industry. I'm not going to lie. But I do want to like have a solidified product for this job, the jobs yeah. and careers industry. And I've think, been thinking about the same, so I'm just like, I wonder yeah, what industry we're going to go next. talking a little bit about yeah. it before. And I was just like, nah, we got to like, Try make this one concrete or something. I think that should be a whole dedicated episode. So when we finish, I mean, interview master. I think the way it's going right now is going to be the main core of the the podcast. But mm-hmm. I think we could probably do a, a random episode one day, which is like, what's I the mean, possibilities of like different industries we could go to? And I think this is where we we'll also like incorporate different things. Like we'll take we'll do polls for the podcast. Yeah. And just say like what industry you think is most. Just ask the audience. Ask our close friends and yeah like and i think we should also start incorporating like interviews so like for some real so uh every friday nights we have um i guess it's like a, a gathering of like young black successful people who are who are like like-minded uh, my office space and they basically talk about the product that they're building so i think a cool thing will be inviting them to our podcast interviewing them because they all still in the very much early phase of like building their product mm-hmm. and i think it would be good to just you know interview them and talk about what they're doing right understand their yeah we definitely could do like a one an offshoot episode yes yeah. talk about what conceptually you think could be the next industry and uh, i think i'll still create like a survey and put it on my linkedin yeah so yeah but definitely excited for the next one too um, i think we just answered the the new segments that we okay. should add to the yeah, podcast yeah, yeah. too so like Polls, um, bringing other people into the podcast, doing some yeah, more interviews, interviews, and I probably yeah, like for the most part, engagement. Yeah, man, I'm definitely going. This is this is cool. Going to keep it going. Episode 100. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, facts. I'm trying to see episode 100, man. But I think that's pretty much that's it for today's podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed today. Um, it's been a definitely great learning experience and a great journey i look forward to episode 50 episode 100 like ron said and you got anything else you want to add um yeah like just keep uh, striving like any you see how like we're doing it and it's just like we both agree that time is really a commitment so you need to like you gotta make the time time somehow even if it's an hour 30 minutes yeah stop making the excuses and just start executing just take action yeah at the end of the day it doesn't matter who has the best idea it's the person who executes yeah man sure other than that with amateur builders um look forward to seeing you guys next week peace <laughs>